0: Welcome back to the Board at the Box Office Movie Podcast. I'm Alex, and today I'm joined by my best friend, Will, who is my movie buddy, and we go on dates all the time. Say hi, Will. Hi, Will. It's so much (laughs) fun. (laughs) So um, we went on opening day to see Glass Onion, um, Knives Out Story, and today we're going to talk about it. We're going to give our spoiler-free review first, so let's get into it. Will, I'm going to go ahead and pass it to you. What are your thoughts on Uh, this Ryan Johnson film?
1: Overall, I'd just say it definitely lives up to the expectations. Yeah. Um, I'd say... I wouldn't say everything about the movie was as airtight as the first one. Yeah, but. that's something I, I noticed. Cause, so, Ryan Johnson, the director here. Um, the
0: savior of the mystery genre. And, and, the, and ruiner, the Star Wars franchise. The ruiner of the Star Wars the franchise. franchise. The savior of the <laughs> Star Wars franchise. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, so... What what's what was so great about the first one was that, that airtight screenplay that he wrote. It's 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 probably my favorite script of the last ten years if we're looking at those because he really created a, a mystery that was so unpredictable and he did it again in this movie, which was something that I was worried about because it's it's not something that's easy to do is to create mysteries over and over mm-hmm. again that are that are hard to predict because at a certain point there's a formula yeah it's like oh that's kind of
1: something i'm worried um, about with the coming sequels you uh, know
0: yeah yeah
1: i mean how many times
0: can he do it but i mean he did it again with this one
1: mm-hmm.
0: um so this one this movie has a, a a much different vibe than the first one obviously
1: i'd say i like the the thing i like most about the first one that is not in the second one is the aesthetic of yeah, the house.
0: Yeah. so and, the first one is very much like old money kind of thing um, more um, I would say classic Haunted Mansion vibe this one is more new money and we're and we're looking at the the kind of um, idiocy of the of the elites like Elon Musk yeah this, is, yeah this is this is this is tech tech billionaire yeah. la- la- last movie we're looking at um, more like self-made I-, I don't know not self-made but but old money this is new money yeah. So it's a similar theme going into the fact that it's a eccentric wealthy wealthy person, yeah. That um, that's the center point. But what we haven't talked about yet is the
1: star, <laughs> Benoit Blanc, which is Kentucky Draw. <laughs> I actually rewatched the first movie and uh Chris Evans saying "CSI KFC." <laughs> all the jokes like that. <laughs> Yeah, Sorry. yeah. The the
0: jokes. I mean, we're 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 already moving off of Benoit Blanc, which I don't want to do. But that, the uh, another thing I want to talk about is the, is the the humor in this movie. Mm-hmm. It's so so. The first one was hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> the se- this one leans more on. Um, it it parodies a lot of. It makes fun of internet celebrities mm-hmm. with and, and kind of like the tic- Duke TikTok Cody culture. And, yeah, yeah, and in the pandemic. And that's something I'm normally not a big fan of. It it doesn't work a lot for me is this is I mean, obviously, um this it can just to make feel fun very of those dated. things, but it gets it's an it's an overused trope. But at times this movie does it better than most. Um, I wouldn't say it's I don't know, I, I think the first one's funnier, but the jokes that they do use in this movie are good. But but back to Benoit. Ben, Benoit <laughs> he definitely got to shine more in this movie. Mm-hmm and um i yeah i really i really enjoyed that character a lot i mean he he definitely is the is the star in, in the in the fashion that he yeah movie. yeah i'd say his outfits were probably the best part of glass yeah. onion yeah yeah the, the yeah. outfits that that um daniel craig wore in this movie were incredible and i'm <laughs> gonna change my entire wardrobe to match him now i'm very jealous
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> the performances in this in this movie were very good. I I I I'm not sure if I cared as much about the characters though. Absolutely. That's a, so like the in the first movie we've got this family dynamic mm-hmm. and all of the characters are
1: you definitely feel all of their right motives. Right. And in the second one I don't feel that as much. Yeah, yeah.
0: You're you're less connected to the individual people, and that yep. that it doesn't lean on that as much to carry the movie. But it definitely takes away a little bit from the plot. Absolutely. And I thought this movie it it started off like the the movie the first half of the movie was very good and entertaining. But it takes a while for the the mystery the plot. Part. The yeah. Set up. Yeah. So there's a lot of setting up in this movie that when in the first one you start off right away. You see that he's been murdered. Fran drops the dishes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know. <laughs> So yeah, so the 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 murder mystery part starts away very quickly in the first Knives Out film, but in Glass Onion it, it takes a while for it to develop. But once it does, once it gets going, it's 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 pretty incredible. And I think we we both <laughs> left the theater pretty satisfied. It Knives Out the first one obviously was received very high praise, and this one. Even in, but the Netflix part, ugh. oh that, that yeah, just, <laughs> that just that made me scared for a Something second.
1: Something I do want to say about the Netflix is some of the CGI. Like, mm-hmm. there's one scene with an automobile, and I think you know what I'm talking about. Oh, yeah, You're yeah. like, that yeah. is Netflix CGI. Yeah. You know, that so, is... yeah.
0: So this when when I saw that that Netflix had to had the rights to this movie, it concerned me a little bit more just because Netflix tends to they have this bigger is better mentality and, and that and that was that was present and I don't think but I don't think Netflix ruined this movie for sure. Absolutely not. And and I'm really glad they um decided to give it a theater release even though it's
1: only one week, which is lame. Dumb. And um, looking at the box office returns, they definitely have yeah. made a bad decision here. <laughs> Man, but but yeah,
0: it it will be releasing on Netflix on the 23rd. But overall performances were great story was great um the vibe was different but it worked absolutely yeah um, and i think
1: benoit like still fit in the vibe which is like i think really important for the movie to work right yeah um music wise i i didn't i didn't
0: notice the the music as much in this movie
1: yeah, I went back to watch the first one. I was like, the music is killing in this movie, yeah, 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 and it really didn't as much in the second
0: one. Yeah, it, it really it draws it draws the mystery, um, it makes it more intense and
1: suspenseful. But in this one, it, there's not as much of it. So, um, something else I want to talk about. Mm, I think that would go too much into spoilers. We'll talk about that later. But I would say the cast of characters here is like diverse and fun even if you don't care about them as much yeah and um yeah we
0: so in this one we've we've got a we've got a very different group of people each of them um so they're they're the disruptors (laughs) as you'll come to find out and they are this wealthy um tech billionaire we we should have given a synopsis of of kind of what we're talking about yeah. first. So so basically the synopsis is. Do you um, want to
1: intercut like a synopsis before or like?
0: Yeah, probably. So synopsis. Um, Miles Braun, a wealthy tech billionaire, invites um his group of disruptors, his friends, to his private island for a weekend getaway of a murder mystery, and it goes awry. Is that the right word? In many ways. In yeah. many ways. Um, because Daniel Craig's character, Benoit Blanc, is invited. Mysteriously, mysteriously nobody, invited, nobody why, knows. Wonder why. And that's where we are. So 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 Miles Braun invites these this group of people and they're all very um exciting in different ways. We've got let's see. We've got Claire Debella, the governor of Connecticut. Yeah. <laughs> We've got Lionel Toussaint, who is like the lead scientist, developer person for Miles Braun's tech company. Alpha. Right, Alpha. We've got Duke Cody, who is this stereotypical streamer. It's kind of
1: morphing into an Andrew Tate type. Yeah,
0: yeah. It's like yeah. a it's like a Andrew Tate slash Jake Paul character yeah. <laughs> that we've got in, in this movie. That's that's a obvious parody of internet celebrities that, that kind of works better than um, I than most, yeah. Um, Madeline Clyde plays Whiskey, who is um Duke's girlfriend and trophy girl. Yeah, and then Birdie J, played by Kate Hudson, is a model and an idiot. Yeah, she's kind of like the.
1: She's kind of. She's mostly she most aligns with Tony Collette's character in the first film. Yeah, right she's up. she yeah she's kind of just like the dumb blonde character. Yeah, and
0: then who else we've got peg who is birdie's assistant and then cassandra brand or andy who is um miles braun's former business partner and that will be important. <laughs> <laughs> no that's incorrect so two hours and 19 minutes runtime it this movie did not lag for me it wasn't bloated yeah and was. the runtime worked yeah it, it did not feel too long at all and so that part of the movie no complaints overall what do you think is it is it better or worse than the first one
1: i'd say it's worse it felt like you didn't have as much time to do it Mm -hmm. it's still very very good right and i wouldn't say it's like significantly worse than the first one Mm -hmm. i just feel like ryan johnson's ideas were more fully realized in the first one yeah like yeah. the aesthetic of the house, mm-hmm. the characters had more complex relationships. Mm-hmm. In the second one, the characters are all very good, but it does really feel like there's a block of like generalized attitudes. If that makes sense, yeah, I I agree. I
0: I think I I prefer the first one because of the aesthetic and the um and the originality of the mystery. Not to say that the second one isn't original, but the 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 family aspect of the movie um, is very um, it's important to that plot and I it's not that element is missing in the second one but I was definitely not disappointed with Glass Onion I think the mystery aspect and the fact that we have more Benoit Blanc of course (laughs) that that had me leaving this movie not disappointed so I would say that I prefer the first Knives Out film but this one was not a disappointment. Yeah, not a disappointment. We recommend. Um, it's gonna be out of theaters soon, but um, so if go see can. it. Go see it if you can. But it will be on Netflix, which I'm sure all of you have, uh, <laughs> on December twenty third. So, um, you will be able to see it. So, final thoughts. What are we thinking?
1: Um, the mystery aspect still works for me. Benoit Blanc is. Still working for me. I'm thinking, so, out of,
0: I did, in the first episode, I did out of 10. Hmm. Um. Do you want to rate the first knives out first? The first knives out? Okay. Are are we doing, I didn't do, I did a whole number on the first one. I'm not, I'm not attached to that. Do you think we should do decimals, or is that annoying? I like whole numbers. Whole numbers? Yeah. Okay. First one, definitely a 9 out of 10.
1: That, I'd agree. And, and it, the it, second one, it's. Either a seven or eight for me. Yeah,
0: I would I would lean towards an eight. Um, if we did do decimals, it would be a. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, you can. <laughs> no, I, that was a joke. So I I think it, it's an eight. Um, there are certain parts that that take away a little bit, but overall, not a disappointment. Um, a lot better than the last Jedi yeah um, ryan johnson has proved himself to be a excellent screenwriter um as long as he doesn't have um, 40 years worth of lore to keep up and not ruin i would
1: i think he was handed something very bad with what jj J. abrams whatever man <laughs> screw disney
0: yeah screw disney but andor is great watch andor it's on it came on um we're off. So, by the way, our spoiler-free review is over. Yeah. Um.
1: Watch Andor. You said screw Disney. Your podcast going to get taken down You're right. Disney's going to take down this we podcast immediately. We love Disney. Immediately. We love Disney so much. You know, I'm going to rant about Disney a little bit. <laughs>
0: this is a topic well knows I can talk about a lot. Disney, you suck. Okay. All of your Marvel, Marvel movies, take all the little movies out of the movie theaters, take up all the screenings.
1: All right. They literally threaten, if you don't put the amount of theaters they want, they threaten to pull all of their movies out of your theaters. Yeah, I mean... They basically bully movie theaters. That's why Regal went bankrupt. That's why... We'll probably not just that, but you know.
0: Well, AMC to the moon. (laughs) But, alright. So, spoiler-free, review's over. Now, we're gonna get into spoilers here. If you do not want to hear spoilers, stop right now. So the first
1: thing i want to talk about real quick it is so dumb but the little character portraits and the credits for both both oh, movies are so good yeah yeah that is one of it's like little things about the movies that are, just make it so charming i yeah, yeah and
0: something that was so great in this movie was was the cameos like we had we had <laughs> like ethan, ethan, hawk. Hawk. ethan hawk is like the assistant he's in the movie for maybe 30 seconds but i was just like it's one of those moments where like
1: you point. Like, Is that, that's, that's Ethan Hawke. That's what cameo should be. It yeah. shouldn't be like, I'm Ethan Hawke, and I'm in the movie now, yeah. like how Marvel movies are, you yeah, know? Yeah,
0: yeah, <laughs> I don't know. We had uh, Serena Williams in that one scene in the
1: gym. And we had Steven S- Sondheim and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar playing Among Us with Benoit <laughs> <laughs> no, no Yeah, the, the Among Us joke, eh.
0: But the Kareem Abdul-Jabbar playing Among Us, yes. So... Obviously, well, um, actually, I take it back because this one had Among Us in it. it has to be my favorite one, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. <laughs> Among Us is what Knives Out, the first one is missing. Mm-hmm. So favorite scenes in this movie, I think it, it starts off. I love the scene where all of the disruptors get the puzzle box and they <laughs> then they're and it's kind of a, a split screen kind of thing um, where they, people come in and out. And like all their different skills, Mm -hmm. like you, you really get
1: a sense of the characters with like, which ones can solve which puzzles. Yeah. So
0: that, that, that's a scene where we kind of get a sense of, um, who, who the characters are. We kind of get to know them and and what their skills are. I really thought the, the political aspect of, um, what's her name? Claire, the governor of Connecticut, how she like just got out of a a speech and she was on like CNN or something on a zoom, on a zoom thing. And, um, so that, that scene was, was great. Um, when all of the characters arrived on the dock, ready to go to Greece on the, on the boat and, um, Birdie shows up in like a mesh mask. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny too, where, I mean, it, obviously it just shows her complete disregard for the pandemic and stuff like that. And they made a joke earlier about how like, she's not allowed to have Twitter because she like makes antisemitic, yeah. groups, which is more than relevant right now. Yeah. I wonder if Ryan Johnson knew what Kanye was going to do.
1: I wonder if Elon Musk would like give her back her account. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. Yeah. Um, something else I want to talk about is um, looking at the first movie, Andy and um, Marta, they're really similar characters. Mm-hmm. They're really like yeah. So I know Benoit Blanc is the main character, but they are like the main mm-hmm. driver of the plot. Yes. Yeah, so, and, so, you know. so in the, in both movies,
0: we've got this this secondary or a, a really second main character that serves as as um, Benoit's partner, mm-hmm. as he kind of kind of like the what's some um, Sherlock Holmes partner Watson. Wat It's, it's kind of the Watson. Even of, calls more to that. In yeah. First, yeah. <laughs> so so we've got and and this isn't revealed until well into the movie where we of Glass Onion. Yeah, and into Glass Onion, which is this is the big spoiler or one of the big spoilers is that Andy, Cassandra, who is one of the characters in the and, and if you're listening right now, you've seen the movie at this point, hopefully, <laughs> so we don't really have to explain much, but um so we find out that Andy is actually dead yes. and it is her twin sister that has um changed her hair to, to look like Andy. <laughs> And has come on and who and she is the one who hired Benoit
1: Blanc yes. to come and investigate the death of her sister because she feels that her sister has been she feels that one of them has killed her but also that they have wronged her right so, because like. we've got this this
0: social network um thing going on where miles braun and and Andy created this tech company and um Andy got screwed and, yeah. and lost everything. So um and so the, the story is Andy finds the proof that she had the original idea mm-hmm. and when Miles Braun finds out about it, that's when the whole murder Yeah. Ends. So um that's pretty much the whole mo- movie spoiled right there. But another thing I I love is the whole Mona Lisa of course so early on in in the movie, you you find out that Miles Braun, our tech billionaire, has the real Mona Lisa in his house. Um, and then he, and, and that and that's very special to him because he talks about that was one of his sayings or something where he's like, "I want to be in the same about breath, in the, as same, in the same breath as the Mona Lisa," yeah. and that's that's kind of his "I made it" moment. Is when he owns the Mona Lisa secretly, mm-hmm. and <laughs> <laughs> um. And then later on, the Mona Lisa is is burned down along with the Glass Onion Mansion, and that's kind of our big
1: screw you moment. That's the resolution mm -hmm. for his, because he's going to be talked about in the same breath as Mona Lisa. Mm -hmm. Yeah. um, that's good writing. Yeah. (laughs) You go, Ryan Johnson. Yeah, Ryan Um, Johnson. You know the mechanism on the glass frame Mm -hmm. where it goes up and down, up and down? I really thought somebody was going to get, like, beheaded in that. I was like, how is this going to go into the plot or something? Because they kept emphasizing, like, the motion, you know? Mm -hmm. I want to talk about... uh, I don't think this is the kind of role you would really expect Edward Norton to play. Mm -hmm. You know, kind of like a douchebag kind of person. He usually plays, like, a more timid like reserved character and it was really interesting to see him in this kind of role you know
0: yeah i haven't seen that many ed edward norton stuff what what roles
1: um he was the camp counselor in moonrise oh, kingdom yeah, yeah. he was in fight club yeah and you know he was in grand budapest but i forgot like what role he played i think he just played one of the hotel concierges mm-hmm. yeah
0: so he's he's a wes anderson guy
1: yeah <laughs> he definitely is but um I really like it he definitely worked in this movie, but I really would have expected them to go for somebody younger. Mm-hmm. But I think the casting, like sorry, Edward Norton, but I think it works because it makes him seem more pathetic, you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I, the the casting I mean the after the success of the of the first film, obviously they they that had a great cast, um, lots of stars in that. But after its success they were able to get some more people. Um, Leslie Odom Junior Kate Hudson, obviously big names, Daniel Craig um returns. So, and Janelle Monáe
1: mm-hmm.
0: as as Cassandra stole the show along with um Daniel Craig. So, like we said before, performances were great. So, yeah, some, something that I like about The First Knives Out is how they in in, in a mystery you kind of you expect it to be um, there's clues leading up, and then at a, at the end, it's all revealed at the mm-hmm. same time. So it's kind of just like a slow build up, and then a and then a huge like explosion. explosion, right? So they they it's not like that. There's a there's a big reveal at the beginning, and it kind of gives the audience some kind of sense of of we kind of know what's going on, but there's something missing, kind of like the the donut within the donut. Yeah. <laughs> so. And, and they do that again in this film where um, they reveal that Cassandra is not actually Cassandra um, and that it's actually her sister, her twin sister, that's been in it the whole time. And, and we kind of get a replay of earlier scenes in the movie with this new perspective mm-hmm. of now knowing that that's not actually Andy or Cassandra and that Benoit Blanc has been with them the whole time. So we kind of, we, we see certain scenes again through this new perspective and that, and that's, they do that again um, from the first film with that extra information, but not all of it. And we, and then we still get the satisfying end yeah. where we, we find out, Oh, this is
1: the whole story. Mm-hmm. I did think the, um, the end with like Edward, uh, Miles Braun is just like stupid like yeah. that definitely worked but it did not work as well for me as like the first one's like yeah you
0: know and and the 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 theme of the whole relationship between you know these these elites or whatever you know politician model um all rich internet people. celebrity yeah they they all have um they're all getting support from Miles Braun, um financial support so that they have this kind of blind support of them, because they depend on him, so they don't actually like him to, per se, yeah, but they they depend on him for support and money, and so that's why they're kind of all on his side, but there's this scene where when they find out you know that he really did screw Andy and he really did you know kill her. Mm-hmm. They they all kind of at the at the same time take it all out on him. Yeah, and and finally decide that you know we really do all hate this guy and we're gonna let him know.
1: Yeah, but also I do think that is when it was like convenient for them. You yeah, know? yeah. They're they're still all terrible. <laughs> yeah. Now. Um,
0: and but I I do like the the parody and the um the realistic take of of elites and like the one percent in this movie and um. How they're all idiots and selfish, um, especially politicians and um, internet celebrities and models
1: and all those people. What do you think the purpose of Peg's character was? I'm not yeah, exactly see, that sure. Was, yeah,
0: that was, that was one thing. So Peg is, is Birdie's assistant, and she, she was just kind of there. And, and at, at the beginning, I thought she was going to be like, oh, she's going to be the normal person. yeah. But she was,
1: she was she was an asshole
0: too. But she was yeah, but she was she was not a good person either. But but she's also played a really small small role. Yeah. And also like when you look up the cast on Google, she's like the third person, so I was expecting that to be a bigger yeah. character doing research before the film. Um but she, yeah, she didn't she didn't do much. Pretty not only the most normal character, but the most boring.
1: Yeah. So And the squatter.
0: Yeah, just Unforgettable, <laughs> um, but favorite character, obviously Benoit um favorite side character, I don't know i i I thought I was gonna hate Dave Bautista's character, yeah, but he wasn't like but he, on his, I ended up you know not, not pretty much liking him, <laughs> um I she, expected to
1: really like Clara Bella, but she just kind of yeah well, oh yeah, I don't really like Catherine Hahn, to yeah. be honest, she's kind of annoying. Yeah, she kind of does play the. She has a lot of like quirks and things that you're like. Uh, yeah, and also like, did you
0: watch um, what was it called, Wanda Vision? I didn't. She just, I don't know. This is sidetracking, but I don't know that. I'm not a fan, but <laughs> Janelle Monae, she was definitely great. was great.
1: Leslie Odom Jr. I didn't even. He was very understated. <laughs> yeah. He and Claire Devella, I feel like they could have done so much more, but mm-hmm. they they were just kinda of there. Mm-hmm. Um So where would where would you put this? So we this
0: was twenty twenty two was a really, really good year for movies. We <laughs> we're talking The Batman, the everywhere Northmen. everywhere, every every blah 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 Yeah. <laughs> Northman, um the Minions movie. Of course the We, we cannot forget we can't the Minions forget about the Minions movie. Um so there have been some really so where do you place this in terms of
1: of movies this year um it is like okay so i have the movies that i like and the movies that i hate mm-hmm. it's towards the bottom of the movies that i like you know yeah. it's like still a really good movie but there's been so many good movies this year that it's like so which ones would you put above it the northman, the northman. everything everywhere um the batman yeah you know
0: yeah um i don't know i'm I really wanted this to be my favorite movie of the year, yeah, I was really excited for it, and I wasn't disappointed, but i i don't I definitely don't think it was my favorite, but I think it it should be nominated for best screenplay of course um definitely so an idea that that will had for a <laughs> little segment here is who who should we put in the cast of Knives Out three. Which, which, has it been confirmed? I think yes, it has been confirmed because
1: Netflix ordered
0: two and three. Oh, so great! So it'll Nef- be great yeah. another Netflix one. So yeah. <laughs> uh, Netflix can pull some big names. So who do we want on the cast of Knives Out three?
1: I think you need somebody who's like can be a little quirky, but also not like like outright like mm-hmm. we don't need Shia LaBeouf, you know? Yeah, <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> trying to think so so i'm thinking this is probably like a very basic take but adam driver you know oh yeah adam driver's
0: great in everything yeah um
1: he would he would play a, a really good
0: evil person yeah <laughs> you know you know netflix since it's netflix they're gonna they're gonna get their netflix actors like in this one like madeline klein she's from outer banks like that was kind of the netflix casting so they have certain people that they like to put. Like, I I bet, I guarantee you they'll put a Stranger Things person in there.
1: And Sadie Sink will be in the next one. Like, that's confirmed? I mean, I'm thinking. Like, uh, you know.
0: like, a, Yeah, yeah. Like, say yeah. like somebody like that. Like, <laughs> a Stranger Things character or, I mean, actor w- yeah. will more than likely be in, in the next one. Just because Netflix likes to keep it in the family a little bit when it <laughs> comes also, to casting.
1: I think you can't do, like, two prestigious, like, serious... I mean, you know, you can't do mm. two dramatic actors. Yeah. Because, like, Francis McDormand or Jeremy Strong, they're great, but I don't think they would fit Yeah. Knives Out, you know? I think maybe, like, Dan Levy. Mm-hmm. That would be good. Yeah. We need weird-looking people,
0: like yeah. Willem Dafoe. <laughs> yeah, people people with very, like, definite but strange facial features, like Willem Dafoe, yeah. would work, too.
1: Um, maybe like
0: Daniel Kalula Yeah, yeah. They should really hire us.
1: Yeah, <laughs> we love Knives Out. Yeah, They're Ryan Johnson, close. please make another Star Wars movie. <laughs> uh, if up. you if you take anything from this podcast, that's <laughs> whatever, man. About... It, they should just scrap sequels. Just scrap them
0: all. Screw Disney. Great day. Um, South Carolina beat Clemson Woo. Woo. what a day to be alive <laughs> what a day uh-huh. so I guess that's the podcast board at the box office thank you for listening um, go support your local movie theater they're going out of business so go Oops. watch movies do not wait for them to go to streaming services this is our call to action
1: <laughs>
0: so go to the movie theater buy, buy, popcorn. buy a bunch of popcorn because that's how they make their money Mostly through concessions. Right. So buy lots of popcorn. It's overpriced for a reason. (laughs) Our movie theaters here. Thank you for listening. I'm Alex. And I'm Will. Oh yeah, that was nice. All right, thanks guys.